En Excelsis Deo. En Excelsis Deo. Welcome to episode 105 to the Superhouse Podcast. This is Andrew, as always, and I'm once again joined by Maddie. Hey. And it's just the two of us this time around. Joey was a little busy and, you know, just getting the year started. Um, so for this episode, we are going to do a little review, a mini review. Um, Maddie saw a bright, so he wants to go over that real quick. I haven't actually seen it yet. And then um, he saw Super Dark Times, which is a movie that our friends made from college that's now on Netflix and um, actually Stefan and I reviewed this in a few episodes back but um, now Maddie was finally able to see it and he is going to give us his two cents and I can actually comment on that one as well since I haven't seen Bright so um, anyway let's get right into it Maddie what did you think of Bright on Netflix it's not as bad as people are saying it is <laughs> was, uh, it, was it really I, that bad <laughs> I did I, I mean I didn't really think it was that bad. I do. I will say the last half of the movie does get, it does speed up and it doesn't seem as focused as the first part. Right. Um, and I think they should have made some choices that they decided not to make in this one. And since now we know there will be a sequel to bright. Um, I'm right, hoping that right. there's a, there's just a talk of a certain character who you think at the end is like, you're like, Oh, that motherfucker's coming, you know? Yeah. And then it's like you kind of just like get to this ending that's like, well, what? I mean, it's nice to see that like the story arcs of the character, like Will Smith's character and then Joel Egerton's, uh, uh, God, fucking, I know his last name's Jacoby, his orc character. You get to see that, like, you get to ho- see their whole story come together, which is nice. And, um, so on a scale you know, of one I, to I 10, honestly, what's your, what's your Rotten Tomatoes score here? Or, uh, yeah, <laughs> my Rotten Tomatoes score ninety three percent. Just kidding. Um, oh my god! I don't know, man. I, I think it's a passing. I mean, yeah, I didn't think people were like some of the complaints were. It's Training Day. Well, it's made by the fucker who did who wrote Training Training Day. So it's like, uh, that's probably how it was pitched. Expect? Training Day with orcs. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you saw the trailer, what the fuck did you think you were getting into? It's like End of Watch. It's like all his shit. It all has this like military, you know, cop angle uh to it so i don't I gotta, know i kind of I, I, I do like a year quite a bit i mean suicide squad sucks some major shit but uh fury <sighs> fury was fucking awesome dude i remember just being so satisfied yeah. walking out of the theater from that and in the watch i didn't see that in the theater but i um i guess i watched it online or something but i was i love that movie as well and i've he was a he didn't direct training day right he did something he did did he do something with training day I think he wrote it or something, right? Yeah, and that and that movie's also really, really great. I'd have to check. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would honestly much rather watch Bright over um, Suicide Squad. <laughs> well, yeah. Any day. Okay, all right. Well, that's a good metric, I guess. Um, you know, uh, I don't know. I mean, I just I thought it was cool. my biggest complaint is I wanted more fantasy stuff. Uh huh. You know, real. it's like. I mean, it's like it's got a good mix, but it's like at one point you see in the background a dragon flying. I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. 
Nice. But then it's like no mention of it, which is cool because I like that they just live in this fantasy world and there's like rules and there's stuff you do and don't do as a human. There's stuff you do and don't do as an orc. Right. Um, so I like that aspect of it. And I was just like, well, you know, you, this is a smaller film. Netflix is first. So like, do you want to get into like why dragons exist and like that? And I thought like, maybe that's something for another time, like in the sequels. Um, but I, it was doing so bad. I was like, oh, I guess this isn't going to, we're not going to get one. But it's like, you know, I've heard that Netflix, that out of all the views they got, would be equivalent to having a really good box office. Yeah, basically, yeah. I, I, so, I mean, they I mean, they queued, they uh, greenlit the sequel like pretty quickly, so it must have gotten a shitload of views. And a lot of my friends, including you now, say it's actually pretty good. And it's just the review, the the critic score is just a little bit too low, I guess. Yeah, That's I mean, I think it. if there's better ways to waste your day if it's a Sunday and you're just like, man, I want to watch something fun. I mean, it's fun. Right. It's got a fantasy element, which you don't see a lot of, especially mixed with like, it was a good mix of like, you know how my big, one of my biggest complaints with Suicide Squad was, is like, why are you going after supernatural entities with guns? It makes sense that they go after like other creatures with guns because you can kill them with guns and swords, you know? Right, right, right. Um, and I, they make that pretty apparent in the first couple minutes when Will Smith smashes a fairy with a broom. So you can kill them with modern objects, whereas fighting a supernatural ancient being, uh, you have to use magic against. So what the fuck is, you know, a DC comic character who uses a gun going to do against that? Nothing. It's There's nothing you can do. So it makes, right. like, it's a little more, I think, focused in what it wants to do. And I feel, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Suicide Squad's a mess to me. But um, I feel like Bright was a, you know, <laughs> it's honestly weird that Bright didn't get is a Netflix movie, I think is the weirdest thing. Like I'm not seeing this in theater. I think I would have a stronger opinion if I spent 10 to $15, right. You know, going to see it, I might be like, Oh, this is trash. Or the first half is good. But the last half, Oh, just trash movie, trash, trash, trash. But seeing that I, you know, had a couple of beers, put it on, you know, had some pizza. I'm like, Damn, this is a pretty good movie to have some beers and pizza too. Right. You know? So it's a different kind of, you know, I don't know what this means for film, but I do like that Netflix is like doing their own original content or at least buying films that like are uh, one thing uh, a couple years ago, they released a movie called Spectral, which was basically like Marines hunting ghosts, which I fucking was. It was so much fun, man. And it had been shelved yeah. for years. And like Netflix is just like, I guess the rights came up. Netflix like, sure, we'll buy it and we'll release it. Like so something this like is a way that, for something like that. And um, with Bright, it seems like it's almost like. The, the concept, the premise in general is, is like so zany. It's like a it's like an 80s movie. It's like I, that's what I appreciate about about these movies and yeah. what Netflix is doing is like they're actually taking more of a risk with these kind of crazier concepts because we've just been seeing the same bullshit over and over and over. Yeah, for, I mean, for that's, years. I mean, that's what I think is cool. I think Bright, if you were to watch this movie in like the early 90s or something, um, I think this you would this would be a cult classic, you know. Like we'd be talking about Bright, but it's you know it is you know. So I, honestly, I don't know, man. I don't know why the hate is so strong for it for something that you. I mean, you're paying for Netflix anyway, and their their run is really good with like exclusive content. You know, it's like why are you shitting so hard on Bright for? Uh, it's it's a free movie to watch, right? And I mean, you can go, oh, I hate that. It was not for me. But it's just like, it's the worst. Like, you know, it's, you're almost getting like The Last Jedi comments on this. It's like, oh, come on, guys. Yeah. It's not like we had a couple of brights before this one, and you're just not happy with the way this bright went. It's, it's just That's one movie. ruined my and childhood. You know, 
yeah, no, it's, uh, but yeah, I, I'm very interested for you, Andrew, to watch it. Cause I think you'll probably enjoy it. Yeah. I did kind of get that, that vibe. Um, <clears throat> I just, there's I, enough I've action been caught in up it. on the, I wanted to see the, um, Star Trek, uh, black mirror <laughs> episode. Oh yeah. I've wait. Did you watch all of it? Have you seen all of black mirror? No, I just wanted to watch yeah. that one like immediately. Oh yeah, and I had I had not seen the uh, rank everything uh, Bryce Dallas Howard one. Oh really? Uh, that one. And so I did two of the I did that one and the Star Trek one in one sitting, and I was and, you you're know, done for the day. I was kind of done but, for the whew. day. Although I got to say, I maybe I'm getting used to him or something, but uh, I'm I'm i I feel like when I first started watching it, I was just absolutely devastated, and I just had to watch something with comedy on or. I don't know. Like when I watched those, they were definitely good episodes, but I just wasn't as affected as before for some yeah. reason. I definitely, from my from watching the new season, I definitely think it's a little underwhelming compared to the season before it. Yeah. But I do feel like I had a lot to live up to because that season kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. And kind of blew people's minds with like every episode. Yeah. Um, there are episodes I like more than other ones in the new one. I've seen it all. Um, oh yeah. But um, yeah, I think Black Mirror is great. It's the Twilight Zone for this generation, uh, a tech-based yeah, generation. And, you know, I mean, I'm sure not every Twilight Zone episode is fucking phenomenal, but there are a lot of really good ones. And you also have a tw Twilight Zone that has so many fucking episodes and Black Mirror has maybe 20. <laughs> so it's like, you know, there are going to be some bad ones. There's going to be some you don't get or you don't really care about. I mean, there was the, the third episode. It took me two, the second time to get through it. Oh, yeah. Because I was just like, I don't care. Right, <laughs> and right, then right. so I moved on, watched the rest of it, and then kind of wanted to go back and finish it just because I was like, well, I've watched all the other ones. I should finish this. But yeah. Um, but Brad, anyways, great. The effects are really <laughs> good in it, too. The, the concept and some of the creatures that are in it are really cool. Um, I, the effects work in it's great. I think maybe some of the dudes you've worked with or we've talked to have worked on it. Um, uh, you know, I so, yeah, not at my company that I'm at, but I think yeah. that they, there's some connection with some of those people. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, the orc makeup's great, man. I think it, you know, it's not funny. Look, like it's weird to hear orcs like using like weird slang terms. Um, yeah. and then it's but then the makeup looks so good, so you believe it that like they you've grown up in this like the world of bright, which I th think is weird because that like orcs just happened in the world and you were trying to adapt to them. But it yeah. seems like you're it's just like what if when you know time began there was always orcs and elves and this is just where they are like in modern society you know like right, right, right. people have joined bad sides people have joined good sides there's like some kind of like you know magic to the world but it's like more based in a more reality with like guns and street violence and gang violence and stuff so i was like this is kind of an interesting concept which i feel like they might have been able to dive a little more into but then again, you want to make Bright like a fun action movie, you know? And I don't think right. you need to get super philosophical because, I mean, there's already all the, uh, you know, um, racial stuff in it, which <laughs> I've heard people, like, thought it was done well and other people say it was done shitty. And it's, I don't know, I'm a white guy, so I'm not commenting on it. <laughs> I just enjoyed the movie. There's magic and there's... I, the one thing I really like is, like, a magic wand is like a like a nuclear bomb which I thought wow, was cool because cool. usually magic wands like coming from like Harry Potter, are like, Oh, everybody gets a wand and yeah, they're powerful, but like anyone can use one, but only certain people in bright can hold magic wands or you basically blow up if you hold one. 
So I do right. like in the the effects they use to like make the power looks weird and it's like drips like lava. It's just weird. And I thought it was really cool the way they handled like like you don't want to touch a wand, but like the draw to a wand is so powerful because it can grant you anything, you know? So people want to touch it. They want to see if they're bright. And I thought that was really cool. And that's one thing I really was like drawn to more than like it being based on like a re uh you know reality based kind of thing also there's centaurs in it which i thought was pretty dope which they don't mention a lot but you see a couple nice um, so like there's it a lot of cool mythology cool, man I, I'll, I'll i'll check it out soon i just you know i'm slow with this shit sometimes i know i mean i didn't think any of us were i didn't it, from what from us talking on this podcast no one seemed the least bit interested like uh, all right yeah we'll watch it but i knew we weren't going to do like a super house review of it and I was like, oh, man, it's out. It's December 22nd. I'm fucking watching this. Because you know what? I'm a sucker for a Will Smith movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I love Joel Edgerton. I watch anything he does, man. And him in an orc costume, I was like, fuck yeah, man. Sign me up. Nice. So, I'd say you could do a lot worse on a Sunday night with a couple beers. I think it's an enjoyable movie. And since you're not going out and spending 10 to $15 to see it in IMAX or something ridiculous like that, you just got to put it on your TV. Turn off the lights. It's great. I think I thought it was a lot of fun. All right. I'll check it out at some point. Yeah. So super dark times. So uh, what'd you think of this one? Oh, this movie's trash. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, this movie man. was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was drawn in from the get go. Um, I couldn't turn away. My sister watched it. We talked about it over the phone when I was going home over this past three days I had off. Um, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I mean, it's well done. Um, I love the Kevin Phillips cameo. Thought it was funny. Yes, yes. And it's I only because beca- <laughs> it's only I know that dude, so I'm sure that was kind of, might have been weird to some people, but it just worked for me knowing him. Because um, I did think after, because I had to rewind it, because I was like, wait, was that him? And then the second time I watched it, I was like, that might be weird to like. It just seemed like an odd moment, but I was like, ah, eh, whatever. It's your fucking movie, and it didn't distract anything from the plot or the characters you were uh, following. So yeah. I thought it was funny. Um, maybe like a little inside joke or something to uh, people who knew him or something, but I don't really know because I've not talked to those guys, but I definitely was like, this movie's going this way. I see uh, the events that happen are unsettling and hard to watch. Um, the end of the movie, I did not see the, you know, someone turning into. So wait, spoiler alerts. If you haven't watched it, watch it. Don't listen to this. And I assume don't listen to the one Stefan and Andrew did earlier. I did not see yeah. the one best friend turning into like a serial killer. Oh yeah. Um, I did not see that coming. I thought it was going to be more of like an emotional, like, uh, you know, just them dealing with it and then buckling under the pressure. And then maybe some other event leading up to someone else dying. It was just like, Oh, if people don't like me, I'm just going to fucking murder them. Cause I did it once. I can do it again. Right. And that was, you know, that one part where he's like, man, you're my best friend. I love you. And I was like, Oh shit, this is deep. This is deep. And then he still comes at him. I'm like, man, it's a fucked up kid. A fucked up kid. Um, but yeah, I thought it was great. Um, you know, the only thing, if I could have, if I have any complaint is I really wish there would have been more nineties, like alternative rock, but I understand you can't get rights to a lot of that stuff being a smaller film, but man, would it have been dope to hear some sound garden in the background? Yes, it would have been. That would be, that dude. That was just out of their budget, man. That getting yeah, the no. rights to that's probably more than the cost of the, that movie. No, I agree. That's what I'm saying. I just I wish there was more um, 
more of that to like drown me into the 90s nostalgia of it. I did like that they had Twisted Metal on in the background. Yeah, yeah. That was, that was cool, cool. PlayStation. Um, so uh, there was enough there to draw me in to realize the time period. But, you know, I think a, a more 90s soundtrack would have been great. Um, but, I mean, that's a small complaint. I still love this movie. I thought it was well done. I, whatever the fuck they're going to do next, I'm super excited for. Um, I'd really like to see, you know, if they're, if the New Mutants movie was still being talked about with the horror aspect and hadn't already been filmed this year, they'd be really good to do it, man. Like, Yeah, that's true. That's I was true. thinking about like them doing like an X-Men or like a, t- like a group of teenage kind of superhero movie but a darker one yeah i was like that'd be cool man i think they could do it um for sure um but yeah talented dudes can't wait to see what they have on their plate next or if they're going to be working on bigger stuff next i mean they are they they i've seen them on twitter they do have something that they've moved on to because of the i mean it didn't make a shitload of money but it was a good movie and Mm -hmm. they that was enough to propel them to the next step so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with these guys. Um, again, for the listener, these are these this whole crew basically that made this movie, except for the actors we went to college with, same year uh, as them, and they, you know, like the writer, one of the writers, he was um, under David Goyer's wing for for a while. I don't even know what he was doing with him, but then they made this movie on the side and this movie you know i would get on rotten tomatoes and there's the score for this movie you know like it it, it had a fairly large release too and and i was angry when i saw it cuz it was actually a good movie and i was jealous and <laughs> <laughs> cuz i mean these also by the way uh ben collins the, uh, one of the screenwriters is from georgia and also from alabama before that just like me so it's just like i feel very much like I could be doing all this, what this guy is doing. You know what I mean? I, I get a little competitive with this kind of stuff. Yeah. I compare it's, myself, I, I, I have to admit. It's understandable. I saw his uh, the movie he wrote, Siren, which is based off the VHS horror movies. Um, ben Collins wrote that. Oh, yeah? Solid script. Terribly directed. Oh, yeah? Is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. That happens, man. But this movie was directed well, and um, Kevin Smith is a fucking madman. I mean, Kevin Phillips is a madman, and uh, I don't know, dude. Yeah, I mean, I was I was really impressed with the film. I, I mean, it was one of the best movies I saw last year, and we saw it at a Q&A screening with them. I hadn't seen them in years. Um, I mean, I was looking at the credits, and I knew damn near everybody in the credits, and it was kind of surreal. Yeah. You know? Um and it was, you know, the, the 90s nostalgia and all that was, was pretty cool, too. Um, yeah, man, Super Dark Times. Go go check it out. We just spoiled the living shit out of it. But uh, if you haven't seen it, it is on Netflix. So Yeah, that's that's true. Because the other day I was like, I need to watch that. I'll just rent it. I rent it through PSN. It's on there. I need to see it because I wish I would have seen it for my uh, our year-end roundup to do an honorable mention on. Yeah. Because um, I did really enjoy the movie. I just saw a lot of stuff that I like is more my... Not that that's not my wheelhouse. It's dark. It's got a kid that turns into a murderer. I love it. But yeah, you know, I need a creatures. I need some creatures every now and again. So it would definitely be my top 20 films. But, um, right. you know, I wish I would have seen it earlier. But I do like that it's on Netflix and that, like, that's going to get a lot more people seeing it. Maybe even Netflix being like, wow, a lot of people watch this movie. Hey, do you guys want to direct something for us? So, right. you know, that, like with Netflix is to me is changing the game. Dude, yeah. yeah. I mean, 
they've they're changing everything, man. The, the the whole like South Park is making fun of how they greenlight everything, but you know it's cool to see somebody so successful that they take all these risks to greenlight a bunch of stuff. You know, stop being so stingy with all of this. There is, people are saying that they they are um, actually losing money at this point because they're putting so much into the production of their own material, but. Uh, but you know they might be losing money, but they're also gaining market shares or market value or whatever. Uh, I forget what the, exactly what what it was, but uh, um, they're playing they're playing an interesting game, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how everything uh, pans out with all this stuff. You know, I mean, well, streaming content's not going away, so yeah. Well, yeah, and the thing too is it's not like they started doing this right out the gate, you know. It's yeah, not yeah, till yeah. like after the like I mean how many years has Netflix been around that they've just been making money off the fact that hey you know before it was just like hey we'll send you DVDs in the mail so you don't have to go to the video store and it's like hey we're gonna start a streaming service and then it's like hey we're gonna get some original content and now it's like now we're making fucking big budget movies y'all so I'm sure like yeah. if they're losing some money in the grand scheme of things they probably made so fucking much because they changed the game of video rental stores that you know. It's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you'd have to look at numbers and stuff, but I'm sure they're doing fine. I'm sure there's at no point they're going to like, oh, well, we can't do anything no, else. No, they, they, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Um, all right, cool, dude. Uh, is that pretty much it for Super Dark Times in the review section of this ep? That's all I got, man. <laughs> all right, blazing through this shit. Now it's time for the news. Alright, so I, I have oh. a pr- few pretty good ones, man, I think. I, I guess there's a lot of a lot of interesting things happened the first week of 2018. What were you about to say? Oh, I was like, you didn't throw them up in the sidebar. I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, but yeah. I kind of like it this way. It's kind of surprising. Well, so. I'm going gonna, gonna to surprise you and the listeners, so here we go. I'm going to start out with the DC news. Yeah. Um, 13 people showed up at the Warner Gate in Burbank, Los Angeles this week to do a kind of mini protest for the release of the Snyder Cut of Justice League. They even held up a big banner reading, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. I mean, <laughs> more power to you guys. I mean, I'd like to watch it too. I mean, if it exists, that's awesome. Or if Snyder needs to get in there and do a cut, then whatever, man. I'm fucking game. I'd watch that. I just don't, I mean. <sighs> it was it was only 13 people. It wasn't like this was a huge amount of fucking people, but... I gotta say, I would definitely watch that one. And I've I've had the fucking, um, what do you call it, uncut version of Batman vs Superman in my uh, uh, bookshelf for a year now, and I haven't even opened it up. I I you know I have no interest in watching that. But as soon as this comes out, I do kind of want to see uh, what is you know if this comes out, I'd like to see. I'd like to watch that. You know, I think I wouldn't wait a year or anything. Yeah, no, I would. I mean, I definitely think it'd be interesting to see a cut that is like as close to the director's vision as we could get. Um, I'm not a fan of um, the whole breaking like, uh, oh, this isn't what we wanted, even though we hired this director for two of our films and the third film. And then being like, well, it's not funny enough. So let's get this Marvel guy in here. Um, Right. I think it's uh, not a cool way to do things. And I know we left for personal reasons, but. I'm assuming there was somewhat of a cut done that they, you know, if they had to have, they could have went with it. Right. Um, but, you know, if we see one, that's cool. If we don't, I mean, I'm game. I, I'm definitely interested to see what 
Snyder had in mind. I mean, maybe I hate it more. Maybe I would like it more. I don't know. So, but I'd watch it. I'll tell you that much. And then we'll review it on here, and Ben will be here. Yeah, that see that would be cool. And we'll we could just do yeah. a little comparison and all that. So that would be kind of cool. Um, there is a, there is an outcry for online for for Snyder's cut. Uh, don't know if that will ever get that, but uh, it is there. Um, in related news, uh, today there was an Amazon listing in the German Amazon store for uh, Justice League home video release, and it has a Spieldauer, which is a runtime of 135 minuten minutes. <laughs> this, if this yeah. listing is correct, that would put the runtime of the German Blu-ray 15 minutes longer than the theatrical cut of the movie, indicating that it is... Con- definitely containing some extra scenes will it be a snyder cut probably not yeah but i mean y'all y'all at uh dc get your shit together get snyder in board <laughs> make the cut fucking release it but first of all let's do this let's make some dc some money first because we know they don't got enough they're not let's release they get, the joss whedon yeah. cut first then we wait a couple months give snyder some time to get piece together a cut then re-release it so you can double dip that shit. I'm just waiting for the director's right. cut though. Let DC know I'm not double dipping because I did not like Justice League that much. So right, yeah. Why would you buy it? Um, so yeah, I agree. I think um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do with all this. Um, I'm assuming that there'll be a lot more of Snyder's stuff in this extra ten minute thing, but uh, um, you know, we don't know until it comes out. Um. Again, in related news, I, I, tr- I try to connect all the stories here to make it all uh, fit. Walter Hamada, seems like a Japanese-American name, um, one of the executives behind the massively successful Conjuring movies and uh, It as well. Um, he was part of uh, Warner Brothers' New Line division. He, this week, I believe, uh, was named president of DC-based film production. And they took out um, John Berg, I think. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what this guy does because, you know, his conjuring and it, it and it uh, credentials are pretty fucking good. I mean, yeah, I mean, both those movies are great. I mean, conjuring solid horror movie. It broke fucking box office records. I don't think people expected it to do that well. No, I mean, I didn't. I just thought I was going to go see a cool ass horror movie, man. I didn't know like everyone would be seeing it, you know, uh, fans of Stephen King or seem like there was a lot of like n- fans who never even heard of Pennywise seeing it as well. Just cause I mean, a horror movie will make money. Right. Uh, I think the box office tells us that every time one drops, I mean, I think uh, insidious, the, the lost key, uh, the fourth one in the install uh, in the series even made a shit ton of money and it's got like a 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. Right. And people are saying it's the worst one of the series it's still making shit tons of money because people there's always people want to try to be scared and they'll go see anything that looks like it has some decent jumps or, you know, some kind of cool looking uh, ghost or supernatural being in it. So that's exactly what it is. The, what I've you know, heard, I think this, this is a good um, a description. Horror fans see hor- horror fans show up for the genre. They don't show up for the star. Usually they don't show up for. The director, yeah. even most of the time, they show up for just what it is. It's horror, so they just show up for that. It's going to be very interesting when Aquaman drops. 
yeah. to see how many like non super like just people who follow James Wan and enjoy like Insidious, Conjuring, and Saw, just to see what it'll do with a like a big budget superhero movie. I mean that's I mean that's if I didn't if say if we didn't get Justice League until like next year, like later in the year or something, and we got Aquaman before it, that, that would be the main reason I'd be seeing it. You know, right. just because I'm so intrigued by that director and to see what he would do. Um, but yeah, I'm interested to see what this guy does. I mean, it, it bodes well for Justice League Dark, seeing that Justice yes. League Dark is supposed to be a darker, like kind of more gritty horror, kind of horror-esque movie. I mean, are we going to get an R-rated Justice League Dark movie? No, but, you know, I definitely think with someone like that, he'll be more prone to maybe pushing the limits if like Doug Lyman or is like, hey, I want to do this or I want to do that, you know? So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what his take is on this, and especially with Batman and, you know, maybe I will get the Man-Bat movie I've always wanted. (laughs) Right. So, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. He has a good track record, and I think if DC needs that right now, they need someone with clear ideas and someone who knows how to make profitable, like, but good movies. What's interesting about this year, too, is that – there's only one DC movie coming out this year, and it's at the end of the year, Aquaman, December 21st release date, and uh, they can f- puts a lot of focus in that, and they're apparently, um, you know, the studios seem to be happy with that movie and shit, and, um, you know, I think we're going to get a pretty good Aquaman movie. It's what it's looking like, and I know there's going to, there's stuff in, pro- in pre-production, and I guess Shazam is going to start production this year. Um, that one seems like it's going to be fast-tracked, honestly. I'm sort of worried about that one, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we, now we have a Walter Hamad, Hamada-headed DC film thing with Matt Reeves heading up a new Batman movie as well. So that's like a lot of good stuff going on there, man. Um, and who knows? I think we're going to see – we're probably going to see a Batman announcement in the next month or so, man. I, I'm assuming. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if it's this coming week. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just going to get down to it. I want to see a fucking The Predator trailer is what the fuck I want to see. <laughs> Give a shit about Batman. I'm seeing Batman no matter. I'm seeing Predator no matter. But I want to see some images, dude. Whew. They'll be coming, man. I know. I just don't want to wait. Just give me a teaser. <laughs> Related just show to... me the three red dots and be like, trailer coming in right. two months. I'd be like, yeah, something. Um, related uh, to this news, uh, again, uh, many people are angry at the apparent demotion of Jeff Johns, although maybe it's a lateral move. We don't really know exactly what's going on there, but um, Jeff Johns is apparently still going to be in some sort of advisory role to Hamada and everybody, so uh, he hasn't been taken out, but... Uh, you know, everybody kind of wanted Jeff Johns to become the, the, the Kevin Feige of DC, and that still hasn't happened. So, uh, anyway, that kind of that kind of sucked. But uh, Hamada doesn't seem like a bad choice at the same time. So, um, yeah, moving on from that, uh, there's a new season of Young Justice coming out late 2018, according to yeah. the producer and co-creator Greg Wiseman on Twitter. Apparently that news dropped today. Uh, if anybody... If you guys have not seen Young Justice, do yourself a favor because that I was surprised how good that was. Um, yeah, I mean that was excellent, man. I was I was I really liked that series quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it's a great series. I'm really so. I think my biggest complaint with it was when they did season two, they jumped so far forward into the right. future. Right, right, right. And I feel like 
you could have at least gotten one more season with the current young Justice um, lineup because uh, I just thought they got to a point where it's like, man, I can't wait to see them as a full team in the second season. Then you jump like, I don't know, like several years into the future and people aren't even on the team anymore. Right. And it's like, and it's, you know, they show up, but it was like, Oh, I really like the dynamic that this character had with this character. You know, other things happen where you think certain people are bad guys and you're like, what the fuck is happening, man? Right. What is going on? I mean, all that comes to, you know, all that stuff gets settled and figured out, but it just seemed, I don't know. I mean, maybe the, you know, whoever was, you know, uh, whoever was overseeing all this was like, oh, we need something different. Kids aren't really into this anymore. Uh, all these other shows that are like what we want you to do are doing really well. So, but I was just like, I mean, the second season's good. I love it. But, you know, I think my biggest beef with it was that I didn't get another season of the initial Young Justice team. So, but I'm excited for a new season. I never, honestly, never thought this would happen. Yeah, there's there's interest though, and the fans are outspoken about this. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely want to see it. I was I was really surprised. The one thing, um, like you said about going from season to season with the other ones, I know is about the Young Justice team, but there was that one scene where Batman and Superman meet up to talk about Superboy, and Batman's mm -hmm. like, "We got to talk," because you know Superman is like. He's, he's not the father it's you know superboy is the clone but still he's kind of in this father role and yeah. they kind of like don't ever address that again really after that talk and i always wanted them to kind of go back to that and kind of i just wanted to see how the drama would play out with all that because i thought that was a really interesting um plot there yeah i mean there's i mean there's a lot of really cool ideas and i felt like some of the stuff they set up in the first season were kind of just like, well, uh, you know, never mind. Let's just move it forward and then right. explore some of those relationships when they're older. But it's like, man, I miss like, I miss like a whole. It seems like you miss like two seasons worth of like development to right. get to uh, that. Um, God, what is it? Invasion is that what it's called? You know, Justice Invasion or I whatever. Think so yeah, yeah, and it was just like that. Seemed like more of like, oh, here's a here's a movie, you know, we didn't get to finish the series. So, you know, we had this idea, so let's make a movie real quick, you know? Right. But, um, I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited to see where they'll go with it. Um, you know, at this point it's been so long that I wonder if they'll do like, if, if we'll get thrown into the future again and have right. a whole, like, like a similar cast, but like they'll all be slightly older. Some of them might not be on the team anymore. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do, but I'm sure they have a good idea and you know, I can't wait to watch it. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so moving on from that, uh, last thing for DC we got lined up is, uh, Krypton is going to premiere on sci-fi channel Wednesday, March 21st. This is a fucking really weird idea, man. Um, they, I know they probably pitched it as Gotham for, uh, Superman, you know, let's let's go into Superman's world, but with no powers on another planet and uh, just talk about Kryptonian politics or whatever the fuck. There's probably going to be some environmental issues. You know, their planet's about to fucking explode. So I'm assuming they'll have that allegory going on in this series. But uh, honestly, I am a little bit uh, interested in this. I, I have liked what I've seen so far. Are you at all interested in this? I, I mean... 
I don't know if I care. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, cool, I mean, I mean, I'll probably like, I, I think I watched the trailer. I don't know. I mean, I think the most interesting thing about Superman is that he is this, you know, I know that others of his kind show up from time to time, but he is the last, you know? Um, and I always thought that was interesting about Superman that you would get these flashbacks of his home world. And, yeah. you know, that's what I like about Man of Steel. Cause you got this little, like, um, this little bit of like, you know, Russell Crowe. And I was like, Oh, this is interesting. Like, I kind of want to stay here. But then like, after watching, it's like, Oh, I came here for Superman. You know, it's like how, you know, um, so I don't know. I mean, it could be good. I, I mean, I'm down with watching like maybe like a sci-fi show that definitely has more politics and, and is based in a superhero world without superheroes, but they're going to have to throw in some sort of villains. Like, you know, at some point they have some kind of supernatural, you know, superpowers or whatever. It's, but maybe it's not. I mean, I don't know. This could can't... be like the Star Trek of the comic book world. That's kind of what it seems like. Yeah. I mean, it's it's there's no superpowers at all because they're under that red sun. I mean, the the whole idea is that they gain superpowers under the Earth's yellow sun. Yeah. So this whole deal is like, oh man, it's just. Well, I mean, what's going to happen? It is, is weird. Some it's weird. Some scientists will figure out how to change the sun, and they'll all get superpowers for an episode. That'll be and interesting. It, Planet and of like, Superman? That's that's awesome, actually. And then it'll probably be like they'll tear, tear the world apart, and then they have to like bring the red something. Something. Something's going to happen. Um, yeah, I, I'm interested. I mean, if it gets good reviews, I'll definitely check it out. Or if like any any of the Superhouse members are like, dude, check it out. Like, the reviews aren't good for it, but I definitely think there's some stuff here. Like, because, you know, I, there are things I like in Gotham. I just like, because I like Gotham because it's just so fucking weird, dude. I like yeah, that they just yeah, were yeah. like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just put all these villains in here and see and put it in a blender and see what the fuck happens. And I like it because Gotham to me would be, I think, a very I think if Gotham was a comic book, more people would enjoy it. Right. Like you would pick up an issue of Gotham. Like, dude, you need to pick up volume one. They do some weird shit with the Joker. Right. He's like five different people. Like, what the fuck? You know, or, you know, it's like Penguin's all young in it. And it's like it's a cool concept. I think it's really hard to kind of swallow watching you know, it's like an Elseworld story, kind of. Yeah. And I think I think it would have probably been a better idea as like a comic book series almost. Well, it's doing but well. It's just, it, I mean, they keep renewing the seasons. It's, you know, the show is not a failure yeah. at all. And Howard Stern, you know, he he loves the show and he's always talking about it on his fucking uh, radio <laughs> show, too, apparently. And not that he's super popular, but he's popular enough to probably give the show a little bit of a boost. Well, I mean, I, they're doing something right. And I think the thing is, is, you know, you have your big budget Batman movies where you get your Batman, you know? Right. It's like, do I need a small screen Batman? Not really. I like the journey that they're going on. And I'd love to see like a teenage, you know, angsty Batman, you know, uh, don the yeah. don the cow early. Because I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a comic of that. You know, I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of comic that exists where he became Batman earlier or something, but... I think it'd be cool to see on screen, like on the small yeah. screen to watch this kid become Batman and just make all these mistakes as like a young Batman, you know, instead of just like, I don't know, doing the normal Batman thing. I don't know. If they end the one season with him graduating high school and then uh, he turns to uh, Alfred and Alfred is like, congratulations, Master Bruce. We're, you know, uh, I can't wait to get you ready for, or says something about college. And he goes, takes a pause. And then he says, Alfred, I'm not going to college. And then he, and then it cuts to him on a train to fucking Tibet or some shit. 
and that's like the setup for the next season. And if it's like fucking Kung Fu, the journey continues and fucking this is a dream of mine. But if like it's young Bruce Wayne in like Asia training or like at least not even training the whole time, but like on the road, uh, you know, discovering Asia or I don't know what the fuck it would be. But, you know, that part like in Batman Begins. Yeah. Let's say they extend that for a whole season for this show. Like, I don't. I'm fucking watching this. This would be the fucking. Uh, this would be amazing. See, I don't want to see that because I've seen it. <laughs> you know, uh, it's like I, I want to see just. I just want to see a total like. Maybe he goes to Gotham U and he takes, you know, a kung fu class and meets a kung fu teacher or learns certain different kinds of martial arts from one dude or, you know, takes different classes like he takes a criminal, uh, you know, a criminal uh, class in school. Right. And he goes to college and he does Batman on the weekends. Right. Or at nights. Um, I would like to see that because I have not seen that before. I mean, right. listen, Andrew, if there was a Batman series where he was just doing Kung Fu Legend continued bullshit, but <laughs> would I be there? Yes, I would. I would but not. I, like I wouldn't even for, catch up with Gotham. I'd just start off there like you did with Ghost Rider. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I would no, just I fucking start there, dude. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I would just like to see them, if they're going to be this fucking crazy with it, then just like. Yeah, sure. Let's have Bruce Wayne go to fucking college and just like try to do this shit on the weekend and be really bad at it for like a season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you he's, know, he's, I, he sucks at it. Like, yeah, yeah, that would be cool, too. And like know? then just like Alfred being like, dude, you got to take classes like you fucking suck at fighting. Like yeah, you need yeah, to yeah. learn more techniques to like get through. And, you know, I mean, it, it seems like Gotham's going to go on for a while. I mean, they're not slowing down and it doesn't seem like they're going to cancel it anytime soon. So I know it's like the you modern, know, this is a season the, of him. the modern interpretation especially since Nolan is the one that he kind of took this idea, but he doesn't really become the ultimate fighter until he trains under the league of assassins. So, yeah, uh, I, I think that, uh, yeah, until then he's just kind of like a, a normal dude in martial. Well, he's probably got some, you know, of course he's got some sort of spark there, but you know, you'd have to really look to find it, you know, yeah. this, like this early on in his story. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like they would find it. I just, I don't want to see like, I love what they're doing, and I don't want to, I don't want to see them like turn all of a sudden and be like, all right, well now he's old enough, let's do the normal Batman story. It's like just show me something different, dude. Like you, you've done so much weird to the series already. Like I right. just want to watch it. Yeah, I just want to see like how crazy it could get. You know. Yeah, they need to just go fucking nuts. I mean, I think, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I think that they need to just all comics really, you know, that just needs to go fucking insane. Just whatever your concept is, take that concept to the moon and back, you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think that's why some people probably like Gotham because it's a lot of stuff they haven't seen before or characters done a different way. And like, I'm sure they're, I'm sure a lot of fanboys are mad because they always get mad. They're always you can't, mad. You cannot fucking please these people, man. It, I mean, I'm just glad the show is popular enough to keep renewing. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. I like that people are, you know, watching a series of, it is around a city that Batman lives in and Batman isn't even in it. It's, I know. That's so, how popular Batman is, right? That's insane. Yeah. All right, we're moving on to Marvel now. Um, <clears throat> not a whole lot with Marvel just yet this year, but I did get two things. Um, X-Force reportedly still moving forward, unaffected by the Disney and Fox deal. That was in the news this week. I think that's, that's good news, and hopefully Disney will kind of just be hands off and just let them do their own thing with this 
I mean, I, I feel like people are getting like because they see they see the logo for Disney and they're like, oh my god, we're getting a PG Deadpool, we're getting PG X Men, maybe a PG thirteen X. Like, I, dude, listen, if there's anything Disney knows how to do, is how to make fucking money, dude. Yeah, right, right. Like, look, they they're just releasing all their old cartoon movies live action. <laughs> you know how many people get bent out of shape over remakes and people flock to this fucking shit. You know, like I get shit for watching like remakes of horror movies. People are like, why are you watch that? It's shitty. But does anyone get flack for watching the Disney remakes? No, that's fine. You know, but like for right. me, I watched Jungle Book and I was like, Jungle Book was fun. I'd much rather watch the animated one. Right. You know, uh, I love Pete's Dragon, but I never seen the original cartoon. Might feel differently if I'd seen it. Like I have no real desire to watch Beauty and the Beast, except that Dan Stevens is in it and he's great in Legion, and I'd like to see his performance as the Beast. But it's like, it'd be like a I like it. I see it on my list on Netflix, and I'm like, ah, I just can't. I know what the movie is, you know. It's like yeah. how much can you add to the Beauty and the Beast story to make me like tune in? Because it's gonna be, for the most part, the same shit. I mean, I'm sure they've added certain characters that do more in it to give them more life. But it's like the the whole draw of like. Beauty and the Beast and those Disney films is that they're the cartoons and they're fun and you know sometimes they're more serious than they need like Lion King like I don't really need to see the Lion King live action you know yeah that's like I know that story that's like, I mean Donald Glover is going to do a voice so I'll probably see it but there's no know. human character in that so how are they doing that it's just going to be a it's going to be just CG tigers uh it with uh slightly cg or yeah i guess cg backgrounds too like how the what i just don't understand this like jungle book there's a human character there and then beauty and the beast also human character lion king no fucking peace human dragon. characters peace dragon too so i just like i look john favreau's doing yeah. this cool that's a very that's a good plus um but i just don't i don't get it i just don't get what's going to go on with lion king and like that was I, like I would say like, in our generation that was like our top Disney movie, right? Would you no, say oh, that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Number one at a like before that we did get, actually, dude, our generation was fucking nuts with Disney movies because we had Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast and Little Mermaid too. Like those are like some of the top top, yeah, ones. And uh, I don't know, man. I mean, yeah, I just I'm just I want to see this trailer. I want to see what happens with this trailer. Um, adding Beyonce as Nala, you know, good, good pick, but, uh, I don't know. We'll just have to see, I guess. Yeah. But we were talking about fucking X-Force. Oh yeah. Um, oh, fucking... I just, what I wanted to say was <laughs> like people, yeah, people get so bent out of shape that the Disney's on there. They're not going to fucking touch your fucking franchises. They're going to be rated R. Disney knows how to make fucking money, dude. Yeah. 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 And that's what they want to do. And Deadpool's it's no like, joke, man. Fuck... I mean, I think Deadpool being rated R. It did. It did give people a different flavor of something, and I do think that it's a, maybe what somewhat contributed to it making like a billion dollars. And I think that you don't have to be a fucking genius to realize that's why it made so much money. And if it does come down to money, you're going to want to keep the same formula for that whole little universe they got going on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, fuck, it's going to be great. I, I'm I'm just glad that Disney. You know, it seems like they're. Uh, they're, uh, you know, keeping hands off as far as that's concerned. I think the only way you would see a, a, a change in like a, a rating is if the movie did terribly. Like if mm -hmm. the rated R version didn't right, make any right, money, they would right. try a P13 version because that's exactly. what you would do as a business person. 
You know, yes. this movie didn't do well, but we still have the rights to these characters. So what if we made it a PG or PG 13 movie and made it more accessible? Like, is that going to happen to Deadpool? No. <laughs> Cause they saw they like they, this movie that I'm sure no one had very much faith in. It was just like, all right, just let these motherfuckers little Ryan Reynolds and Tim Miller do what the fuck they want with it. <laughs> you know? Right. And uh, they did it and it made a shit ton of money. And right. Got really great reviews. And why would Disney want to like, with the excitement of Deadpool 2 and then the fact that they will reap the rewards of Deadpool 2 and then a potential third Deadpool trilogy, you know, why would you want to stop that? They don't. They want to make all right. the monies. Why the fuck do you think they bought Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> they just, they after, they after The Last Jedi's box office, they finally, uh, they finally started to make a profit from buying uh, Star Wars. Like, because the initial deal cost so much for them. Yeah. So now I, they're finally I mean, they're finally in the in the in the black, as it were. Yeah. I mean, it was going to happen. It was either going to be this or Solo that sent it over the. Um, I mean, I, I had no, at no point when they bought it, I was like, "Oh, that's a lot of money," and I was like, "Oh, they're going to make this shit back." Oh God. We got Star Wars <laughs> news. So much money. Star Wars two items. Of Star Wars news right after the last Marvel thing. Um, uh, Noah Hawley is still in talks, apparently, to do a Doctor Doom movie. Um, so that sounds pretty cool to me as well. I think it would be a great way to introduce a new Fantastic Four. Yeah, exactly. Um, I like think people are, the people are very interested in that. Um, Mark Bernard on Bat- Batman on Batman, he said, they talk about the Fantastic Four movie, and they're like, they asked him, would you want to see them do it again? And he was like, well, I've kind of already seen the best one when I saw The Incredibles. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I just can't help couldn't help but think. Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, I think I think you can make a good Fantastic Four movie, and I think Noah Hawley making a weird, trippy Doctor Doom, but and you know because you're gonna have to feature the Fantastic Four at some point, right? You know, like why would you like? I mean, Doctor Doom's cool. I think he's got a cool outfit. Like, and I'm sure Noah Hawley has a great fucking idea for it. Like, I never thought I'd care that much about the character of Legion, but with the season two news, sounds like he's got another fucking crazy idea for it. Right. Which, if you haven't heard, apparently Legion's going to be the villain. So, oh, fuck That's yeah, cool. I want to see Dan Stevens be a bad guy. Um, Just go nuts, then they have to turn. Yeah, um, so, yeah, I think it'd be a great way. I mean, I think you should start the movie with, like, Dr. Doom's past, get him to the point where he puts on the metal suit, and then halfway through... You're gonna to have to introduce a new Fantastic Four because who else is gonna fight it? You know, right. unless it's just more of a like, you know, uh, an hour and a half kind of just, you know, we don't see him in the metal suit till the end. But I'm sure Noah Holly has a great fucking idea for. Like I said I didn't think I'd want to see Legion, and I was like, what the fuck are they gonna do with this? And then I saw the the trailers for it, and I was like, holy fuck, I have no idea what I'm in store for. So, yeah, it'd be very I'm, interesting to see. It'd be cool too. Like, what if they they the sequel was the Fantastic Four movie, and it's just a direct sequel to the Doctor Doom movie too? It'd be, and they wouldn't have that problem that Marvels had, where they kind of have thinly written uh, bad guys as well. Uh, so, um, you know, people have always talked about there being a kind of a villain problem in the MCU. Um, I know this is a Fox thing, but uh, well, it's all MCU now, I guess. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what happens with that shit. So going into Star Wars news, uh, just two items here. Um, so Star Wars not doing as well as hoped in China. They they uh, premiered at number two at the box office, 
And, uh, you know, The Last Jedi's Last Jedi is doing, you know, great. You know, it's a Star Wars movie. It always does well. But uh, <clears throat> it's just, it hasn't gotten really a foothold in China. And one of the reasons for this is the original series was never released in the 70s in China. They don't have, it has not really much cultural significance over there because it just hasn't fucking uh, lingered there for 40 years. So yeah. it's uh, it's kind of a problem with, uh, you know, selling to one of the biggest markets in the world for Star Wars. But um, I just thought that was a little bit interesting there. Yeah, I mean, how well did The Force Awakens do real well? I think it did it, it did well. Um, it, I think last night I might be doing a little worse, uh, but I, I I don't know. I haven't seen those numbers exactly, but not that it's doing terribly. I mean, it did open at two, but uh, it just it's just yeah, not as good as they had hoped, you know. Yeah, they want that number one spot. Yeah, man, every fucking time, especially like China, China's huge, you know. Like they're what number two in the world. Uh, actually, they might even be number one in some. Like, Hollywood might not be number one in every single movie-making category. Uh, India, yeah. Bollywood also is huge. And actually, Nollywood, the, the Nigerian one, uh, is also a pretty pretty big one, actually. So uh, they get, like, most of Africa. And, you know, there are markets there. So there is that. And, uh, yeah, um, I don't think Hollywood uh, is number one in every single category ever for movies. So, uh, anyway... Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool to share. Um, yeah. Kind of sucks that China never got the series in the 70s, um, but uh, whatever. Can't yeah, do this I, now. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, it also doesn't, I mean, I don't know what they, it seems like they like some weird shit over there where like, we'll hate it here, but it'll fucking yeah. make shit, tons of money over there. Justice League was, so the, for, first, was the most money-making uh, DC movie in China. <laughs> More than Wonder Woman. I mean, I don't know, man. I don't. I, Transformers I, too. Oh my god, dude! They fucking eat up every single Transformers movie that comes out. They love those giant robots, dude. I look. I get it. I get that sentiment, but I just cannot stand those movies, dude. I am sort of interested in the Bumblebee movie just to see if they how much different it'll be. But uh, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I guess. I was reading about like the director of it. And totally forget his name, but what he's done before, and I was like, you know what? I'd see this movie. <laughs> Just I want to see a trailer, but I could, I could see myself going to the theater for this movie, but we'll have to see. Um, well, yeah, I think the so, first smart thing that they did was put him back in the VW bug. Yeah, dude, that's that's one thing that gives me hope about it. Actually, is that the it's the uh, going back to the original source material. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, all right. So what, the what next the Star one, Wars news we got? We got one more, and it is a bit spoilery, apparently. It's probably a spoiler for Solo. Do I have permission to go into this? What are you gonna What are you gonna drop on me? All right, so uh, sure, let's just do it because it's not like the biggest thing in the world. But uh, it, I mean, of course, the script hasn't been released or anything. But there was, and again, slight spoilers. So if you're really sensitive to Star Wars spoilers, just skip over this. So here we go. There's a new Lego toy set being made for oh, Solo. Yeah. It's always the toys, right? They always leak this shit. And it's apparently dubbed the Kessel Run Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah. The Kessel Run, of course, is the famous smuggler's route from the space mine planet that Han claimed the Falcon performed in less than 12 parsecs. 
which by the way, a parsec is a measure of dis of distance, not time. But anyway, <laughs> uh, and a new hope. And, um, Ron Howard also has teased this as well. And really it's, 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 it's a great thing. It's, it's, I mean, I could, I could definitely see this being part of the movie and people have always talked about that line and not leaning into that type of fan service. If they didn't do that, that'd be a terrible decision. So, I think this is cool. This is good news to me. I mean, it's just a toy thing, but it's kind of kind of a cool little hint at the script going on. You know, I mean, if they do it, I'll be I'll be like everyone else in the theater smiling. If they didn't do it, I like that it still like would be a legend. Uh-huh. It'd be something oh, yeah. that we don't know if it's true, but it's something that Han Solo every says all the time. And I think it'd just be funny if he was just saying it and we never actually got to see it. Right. You know, it's just, you got to take his word for it. And he's like, uh, he's a scoundrel. So is it true or not? I like to believe that it is. But, you know, I'm sure they have a good idea for it. I'm excited for Solo. I know a lot of people think that it's been said that Solo is going to be the worst or it's going to do miserably or whatever. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think the cast that they have will make it a good time. And, you know, after The Last Jedi, I kind of just want just the straight up fun kind of thief, scoundrel, uh, movie you know right, i want right, to see right. young chewy i just want to see something that young follows the chewy, beats of yeah. fandom i want to see the something that follows the beats of the fandom and like the the world that's already been set up i don't need a solo movie to make some new canon for han right. solo like so i don't know i'm excited for it i think it'll be good i i think i'm most disappointed that i don't have it for december but i'm also excited that in five months i'll have a new star wars movie to watch so it's in may right yeah. All right. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it is the most worrisome of the Star Wars movies to have come out. I know people were talking about Rogue, Rogue One reshoots, but um, people went crazy over that for some fucking reason. But they, uh, this changed directors and probably like approaches entirely, and uh, it's it's a little bit disconcerting. But will it keep me from seeing it? No. So, uh, well, Donald Glover said that the stuff that he reshot wasn't that extent. Like it's like, he's like, didn't seem that strange. The stuff that they reshot. It's not like, it didn't seem like he was like, this is a totally different movie. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, maybe he's just, <laughs> his publicist is like, you gotta see this shit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it could be like, him just kind of trying to, um, uh, put the fans at ease. But then again, I don't see Donald Glover just saying he probably just wouldn't have said anything if it wasn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I'm, I have I have hopes for it. I think Ron Howard's a solid director, and I think he can follow a script. So if the script is good, then you know. Oh, he is a great director. Um, yeah, I, I pretty much will see anything that he he makes. I, I I do like him quite a bit. He's always kind of like hopeful, and it kind of feels like, in a way that when Spielberg makes a movie, it feels like a bit of Americana. Uh, Ron Howard also his films can feel like that as well Uh, and that's a good thing for me I know some people think that's schmaltzy or whatever but I I do like that shit Um, you know if done well I'd say like my least favorite Ron Howard movies are the uh, the Da Vinci Code uh, oh yeah I know I mean that's just yeah those aren't great but whatever Angels and Demons was alright much better I hated the Da Vinci Code though yeah it's a little bit just like it's just not great yeah it's yeah, I actually read a few, a little bit of the book, and it just kind of read like a screenplay, like in not a good way either. Like it just kind of felt like it was made to be an action movie, and it was just, 
it almost didn't even feel like prose. It was just weird. Yeah. I don't know. Um, not that I'm the most literary guy in the world or anything, but it just that's how I felt when I was reading it. Yeah, I mean, I still have high hopes. Ron Howard has some good movies under his belt that I enjoy. So, yeah, he did Rush, right? Yeah, uh, I, race car one. Yeah, I didn't see that one. Oh, that was that was excellent, man. That was one of my favorite movies that year. I wanted to see the um, what the fuck those guys there on the whaling ship trying to take out the whale. Heart of the sea. The heart, yeah, I wanted to see that. Yeah, it's like is it is it Moby Dick or is it not? Like it was like a little confusing to me, but. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that was that was good as well. Yeah, I didn't see it, so yeah, I haven't seen it either. <laughs> if it comes on Netflix, I'll watch it. Our last news item, um, and this is not even movie related, but um, I just thought there was an interesting thing that was happened on the internet, and maybe we're expanding the news section in some way. But uh, have you heard of Logan Paul, Maddie? I've 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 seen some of the debacle that is. I don't know much about it because. <laughs> Uh, internet celebrities sometimes just kind of bug me because <laughs> they're not yeah. really they don't really do anything and I don't follow I don't like watch a lot of YouTube videos YouTubers yeah I don't do that I don't follow any kind of trends that are happening on it I mainly watch like game videos and maybe like cute animal videos because you know who doesn't like seeing some kitty cats and some pupper dogs <laughs> dude just before we started watching before we started recording I told or I didn't tell, but, you know, Yuka went... She, I usually choose the shit on Netflix just because she's, like, cool with pretty much anything. She's really cool like that. Yeah. And, I, and um, but she chose... She she got on Netflix herself today, and she chose, like, 72 cutest animals. <laughs> it's just a show that shows cute animals left and right. I and mean... I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't need... I mean... I, I don't need anything more than that some days. It's just like, hey, you know what? I do need to look at some cute animals right now. <laughs> some baby elephants in my life. Yeah, so this Logan Paul thing, I didn't know much about it until today, but I got the Wikipedia article up now. Um, it says, on December 31st, 2017, Logan Paul uploaded a vlog to his YouTube channel depicting the recently deceased corpse uh, of a man who had committed suicide by hanging in Aokigahara, which is uh, otherwise known as Suicide Forest in Japan. Yeah. It's a it's a forest near Mount Fuji, and people do go there to commit suicide quite a bit. And mm-hmm. um, initially, it was intended to be part of his uh, Tokyo adventures on YouTube. You know, he's a YouTuber, and this is it's a popular thing for these guys to do shit in Japan. Don't blame him for that. I've done it myself. Obviously, there's Superhouse video of that. I didn't go into a forest or anything, but, you know, I went to Tokyo and filmed some videos. And, um, yeah, they found this corpse there, and they, uh, like, the video, I actually haven't even seen the video yet, although I can send that to you now, which I just did, and we could watch that. YouTube did take it off, but World Star Hip Hop still has it. And uh, it reached number 10 on YouTube's trending list. And um, it was it was huge, man. Um, and the guy he did issue an apology, and uh, he did notify the authorities, and they canceled their their plans for everything. But um, they said that his actions were irresponsible, and he denied any accusations of mocking the victim. But uh, people have been accusing him of that. And uh, yeah, that's been kind of the thing going on this week, as far as like. Internet news, I guess. 
Um, did you want to watch this? No, I have no desire. <laughs> okay, we're going to skip over this. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I just, I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. YouTube is kind of ridiculous now, and everything's for users, even if he didn't intentionally mean for it to be. There's yeah. something in the back of your mind, someone like this who is getting popular because you just do crazy stuff or you go on adventures and film them. At some point, I think you start thinking about what's going to get you the most hits. Yeah. In the back you of your mind. Anything. I'm not saying this. And I don't think not saying that this wasn't in the front of his mind or as soon as he saw this or whatever is what he was thinking. I just think at some point in the back of your mind, you know, you're, you would be like, I think it probably crosses his mind. He would get a lot of hits. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It would be a controversy. And, you know, I just don't like to me, it just, I don't know, man. He made some comments saying that he was, it was a coping mechanism, him. And again, I haven't even, we haven't even seen the fucking video, but it it seemed like there was enough people. How long is this shit? Uh, it's not too long, I feel like. But there was enough people accusing him of doing that. All right, I'll watch it. It's as long as a trailer. I wasn't going to watch like a five minute video. Oh no, fuck that. And let's even skip to it. Fuck it. Um. I feel like this video is just like the more they show the body, it's more of a detachment from reality. Right. And to have someone commenting on, you know, I don't know. I can't believe I'm subscribing. I'm one of the views now, which makes me mad. (laughs) He's not really mocking it, though. No, but there's like way too much attention and too much of him just like reacting to it when it should have. They should. You're saying I mean, they, they, should, they should just turn the camera off and call the authorities. They turn, yeah, they should turn the camera off. This shouldn't even be a video. I mean, if he wanted to write something on his blog about his experience, um, but now we're getting all the. It seems like we're getting a lot of these reactions of people, and obviously, this dude in the middle that I'm watching now just seems very uncomfortable. I couldn't hear what he was saying, but. And I mean, the thing too is, I think when people are faced with like death, like they might have been mis like if they did think he was making fun, it's like sometimes you just don't know how to react. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know, know, and sometimes you smile or you you laugh because you don't know how to handle it. I mean, it's yeah. I think I that mean, is a that is, he's not he's not wrong saying he's a coping mechanism, but uh, I I mean, to me, his reaction wasn't terrible or anything. But yeah, it does seem like he posted this thing to get hits and. It's just kind of in bad taste. Uh, ultimately, I mean, I mean, his decision, disrespect to the victim and all that. I mean, his decision to post that could have been, oh wait, I need some drinks because that was some heavy shit. And then someone mentions, hey, we should post it. He's like, yeah, let's bring awareness or whatever. I'm just trying to, you know, rationalize it somehow. But I still think at the same time, as like a general human, like as a human being, you should just be like, you know what, this is an experience we had. Let's just delete this video. Let's keep it yeah. between us. If you want to write about it, write about it. Write about what you saw, you know, right, and how right, that right. affected you. But I don't need to see you in a fucking Toy Story hat and a fucking... Right. Like, it just... I don't know, man. It just... The world's getting crazier and crazier, man. I just feel like it's it's desensitizing people to death. You know? And yeah, yeah. I think you're right, yeah. And I, I mean, didn't I think, think about it actually from that angle, but I think that I think that you're right about that. So, uh, and 
you know, that's someone, that person that's hanging there, that's someone's family. And I know he did issue an right, apology, right. but I think immediately your thoughts should go to, wow, that's a son of someone, or, you know, that could be someone's father, you know? Right, right, right. And, you know, how would you, I mean, you maybe you saw him earlier in the day with that exact same outfit on. You go on YouTube because you hear about, because you live in this, you live in that country, you click on it and there's your relative dead with right. some white people, <laughs> one white dude making some comments about it. You know, so uh, I just, I think it was in poor taste. I think it was in poor taste. I think you should have deleted it. I think writing your feelings and saying, hey, you know, today we witnessed uh, a man who, like, we stumbled upon someone who had hung themselves. It made me feel this way, dot, dot, dot. Continue on with the way it made you feel and leave that up. That's what you should do. You know, and just say, like, we did make video, but that video has been deleted and authorities were notified and we left. <laughs> But I yeah, I, th I I agree with you. I think he he it was definitely in poor taste. And yeah, he it's not like it seemed like he was a popular YouTuber. So, I mean, he could have just not done with this video and be like, hey, we there's a reason that we didn't deliver the Tokyo Adventures today that you were probably expecting. And yeah. we will get back to you as to why that was. But he didn't do that. He just posted this and sure he got a bunch of hits and controversy, but this is going to ultimately be a flash in the pan thing for him more than likely. And even though he got a big boost in views this week, it will probably be a negative for the rest of his life. I mean, I don't know. We'll see how it goes, but uh, I just, I think yeah. people are so desensitized to that and anything that will probably get more fans from it. I just, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I'm glad I don't follow. I'm, I'm kind of glad that I just see this stuff in segments and like read about it. Yeah. Um, and then I just kind of brush it off because I'm like, I don't want to know about these people lives. I don't care about reality stars. I don't care about any of that shit. You know, I just want to watch Star Wars movies, dude. I just want everyone to like The Last Jedi is what I want. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. It's just like poor taste, man. I, I just I looked at it from like, what if that was a, someone I knew? And yeah. how would I feel? And I don't Some... think I'd feel very, I think I'd be probably pretty mad if that was someone I knew. Um, some jackass. So like just some dudes like, oh, I stumbled upon your dad who hung himself in the floor. Like, I mean, that could have been anywhere. That could have been in Kentucky, you know, that could have been in Georgia, yeah. you know, that could have been not, maybe not your parent, but, or, you know, someone that you've had a conversation with. And I'm sure some people have had conversations with that guy, you know, and, at some point, I'm just, I just, I feel like it's like, come on, man. Like, like, yeah, don't. I can, I can understand wanting to go into that forest to feel some spooky shit, but then, but the thing is, he actually it's, saw what that fucking forest is known for, and he, yeah. he wasn't. I don't think he was really expecting it to. I guess nobody was, but you know, he wasn't expecting some shit to turn out like that. But at the same time, yeah, it just turn the camera off. You got your. It seemed like you had a translator guy there. Get, you know, get that. Ask that guy to call fucking um I think it's one one nine in Japan uh, instead yeah. of nine one one, and uh, take it from there. You know, it's just uh yeah it's, yeah it's just just it just wasn't the right decision. It just really wasn't. I mean, if you're gonna make a video, you should do it after the fact and like collect your thoughts, then release something and be like, oh, like you said, like hey, we're not doing the Japanese portion of today's Japan adventures or whatever because this happened, and then. Talk to the people that were there with you, how they felt, you know, 
And like, you know, I mean, it's, I, I'm not saying that, like, I can't imagine stumbling upon that. I mean, I saw in Savannah, I saw a guy shoot himself in his leg and bleed out, almost bleed out in front of me. That was, I didn't, I didn't, I don't, I don't know that story. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was when I was working at, you, you remember Mike, Mike uh, Nelson and uh, he got me that job at the uh, car rental place where I just detail cars in college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, there's this guy, I think they were trying to rob us. I mean, I don't know. He did have a gun in his pocket. I don't know what it was there for. Um, hopefully it wasn't to rob us because it was just me and another girl. Holy shit. Um, but yeah, this guy, the gun went off in his pocket and I just watched this guy uh, lose all color from him. And I was, it's a lot to deal with, man. And I mean, I get that you might want to talk about it. And, you know, I think, I mean, I might've talked to someone, but it's, I don't know, man. I just, I would never want to film that, you know? Right. <laughs> and I would never want anyone else to see that. Right. Yeah. And I don't know. It's kind of shocking. I mean, the thing is, is like, I saw when I saw, I was like, oh my God, this is like, I don't want to see this. This is shocking. Like, I don't want to see that. And they're like, man, but man, do you watch all these horror movies? Well, yeah, that's fake. I don't want to see real life shit. Yeah. <laughs> like no one wants that. And, uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like there was a better way to do it. And someone who might be, I don't know how popular he is. I think I've seen some of his people post other stuff that he's done. So, I mean, I guess he's pretty popular to like have a whole Japan series. Cause or, or unless he, he just has money, whatever. Um, I don't know, but he knows like just there's a good, there's a right way to do things in a wrong way. And I think he did it the wrong way. Yeah. I'm definitely. at least glad he did it. Show apology and it has been taken down Yeah, on YouTube. I think that's yeah. good on YouTube. Uh, this, wherever you found it out before, they probably should take it down. Uh, that's what I would do. Mm -hmm. Just pay respects to the family and the man. Uh, I mean, you know, he was not, he, I mean, mental illness is a, is a big thing and depression is a huge thing for a lot of people. So yes, yes. Um, I just don't think that I mean, that's not the best way to go. About Sorry to bring it, bring it, bring the podcast down. Uh, so, yeah. Damn. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm gonna... I just thought that was it's like fine. a big news story this week. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, but, um, yeah, if, uh, yeah, I'm just sorry about that. And, uh, I guess, I don't yeah. know. Let's move on from that. <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, that's that's actually all the news I got, man. Anything else? I just wanted to throw out that Kendrick Lamar will be producing the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh yeah, there is that. So yes. I'm pretty fucking psyched about that. I, I did listen to a little bit of that first song, and I, I guess I'm still riding the wave of Dan. Yeah. And I wanted it to be something like that, just like hard hitting and just like, you know, kind of like have some tribal elements to it, and it's not. So I was like, uh, but listen, a, you know, there's probably going to be some some slow moments in the movie. So we're going to need some different kind of songs, but I am excited that he is behind it. I felt like him being such a huge rapper right now that like, he should probably have something to do with black Panther. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like at least have a track on it. Um, and I am glad that he will be overseeing like producing that soundtrack. I'm very interested to see what he has in store for it. And you know what? Cause I mean, it's getting black Panther is going to be here before you know it, man. So Dude, it's next month. Yeah, I'm, I just can't yeah, fucking so. wait. <clears throat> but right. yeah, I was pretty psyched about that. Yeah, um, I'd like to see what happens with the uh, like the score. Uh, hopefully, the score will be uh, 
like uh, have some African stylings to it to some degree. Um, I've even looked this up a little bit. Like I wanted this. I looked up like the Blood Diamond soundtrack and some other shit. I can't remember, but I just wanted to hear what like an African, like at least at least a little bit of African influenced uh, movie score sounded like. And I do hope that they do that for Black Panther because it's a it's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. I'm like I feel like everything I've seen from it looks really cool, so I'm excited to. Uh, I mean, I just want to see the movie and I want to hear the score. So, yeah, I think it's going to be uh, definitely interesting. I think it's going to make a shitload of money. It's going to have a kind of Wonder Woman type of thing going on. I mean, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I think it's. I've I've not watched that toy commercial yet that was posted. It's it's um, a standard toy commercial, but it just has you know a black kid as the lead. And yeah. uh, seemingly his his sister, I guess, and then a non-black kid like uh, on the side as well. But uh, it was it was cool, you know. It was it definitely like I could see how that would be. Uh, that's a big thing, you know. Just even yeah. that, even that. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm psyched for it. I cannot wait. Um, I, there's a lot of movies this year that I'm just like, man, this is gonna be a fun summer. This is gonna be a fun year for movies, um, especially yeah. Marvel stuff. So. And, you know, I mean, as much as we complain about the box office and not seeing shit, I feel like we always have, like, at least me, I have, like, a, a list of ten movies that I really enjoyed. Right. And, I mean, they're not all, like, blockbusters, um, you know, or maybe maybe I just enjoy stuff that a lot of people have panned that I'm just like, that's not that bad. Come the fuck down. Right. Um, but, um, you know, I feel like this year looks like it's going to be, like, a lot of really good stuff coming out. So I'm excited, man. All right, so that has been episode 105, everybody. Thanks for listening, and thanks again, Shasta, for continuing the uh, Patreon patronage. And uh, that's basically it. We do have some interviews coming uh, up again, but um, just haven't gotten anybody uh, uh, lined up just yet, but uh, they are coming. And uh, that's basically it for me. You got anything, Matty? No, man, just... Uh... <laughs> Looking forward to the the new year, man. I'll be moving soon, so I'm excited for that. And then uh, hopefully we'll do some more. I'm hoping we can do some YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that as well. Just slowly watching me get drunk and ramble on about Star Wars. Either way, That's also it'll be on idea. video. So, so uh, it'll be there. So I'm excited for Superhouse in this new year. Cool. All right, well, that's we- it. That's it. This has been Andrew signing off. This is Maddie. See you. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And we'll talk about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. (laughs) That's the coolest thing. (laughs) Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. (laughs) And we can make money. (laughs) What? (laughs) If you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. (laughs) You give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. (laughs) I'll do that. (laughs) I'll do that. (laughs) 
<laughs> you get to go on a date with one of us for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for twenty thousand dollars. I'm really gonna give you Joey for a weekend. <laughs> For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project. 2018. <laughs> Links in the description. <laughs>